The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. If you want to remove them, then you got to have faith in God. And he says those difficulties, those problems would be removed only, only if a certain condition is met. And I call that condition the indispensable condition. And that indispensable condition is forgiveness. Let me say it again. The indispensable condition is forgiveness. Now, please notice, beloved, Jesus was saying to the disciples, when Peter exclaimed to the Lord, Rabbi, look, the tree that you curse is dried up from the roots. Jesus' response to his disciples was simply this, have faith in God. Please notice, he said to Peter, and the others, surely I say unto you, if you shall say unto this mountain, and he was speaking of the Mount Olive, that's where they were. If you will say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things that you said shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you saith. He said, have faith in God. Have faith in God to move mountains. Those mountains speaks of the difficulties, the problems, the challenges you may face in life. He says, have faith in God to move mountains. Please notice he didn't say, get faith. Oftentimes in life, we are so busy trying to get something that God has already given us. He says, if you want to move the mountains in your life, have faith. Have faith, not get it. Use what God has already given to you. That's the way you deal with mountains. You have faith in God. Now, this couldn't have been a situation where Jesus was teaching us that we can just talk to any mountain anytime we get ready, and that mountain is going to pick up literally and move into the sea. Not so. He was teaching us to have faith in God and use that faith God has already given you. Not go searching for it. I remember one time I had to go looking for my faith. But the faith I went looking for and found, it was already in me. I remember a time when I was on doing radio uh, broadcasting on a radio station in Columbus, Ohio, WBBYFM. And I'll never forget when I called the station manager to inquire about rates because I wanted to put my program in on his station. And when he told me the prices on the rate card, you know, every radio station has the rate card. I thought it was overwhelming. I thought it was too much. I thought it was not doable. So I said, well, I hung up the phone and says, I'll get back with you. So I called my wife. And I told her what the station manager told me. 
And she can tell I was shaken. And she said these words to me. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? So you know what I told her? Let me call you back. So I found my faith. Where did I find my faith? I didn't find my faith outside of me. I found my my faith down on the inside of me. And I only needed to stir it up. I signed that contract with that radio station. I went on that radio station and never missed a payment. Never missed honoring an invoice on time. Because God is able. He says that's the way you deal with difficulties. That's the way you deal with problems in life. He says you deal with them by having faith in God. Not get faith, but have faith. Paul told the Romans in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Paul says, for I say through the grace given unto me, to everyone that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has given all of us faith. All of us have a measure of faith. We have enough faith to deal with our difficulties, to deal with our problems, to deal with our challenges. God has already given us that faith. And this is what Paul wants the Romans to say. He says, for I say through the grace that God has given me. Don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think. You can just speak to some physical mountain and think that mountain is going to be removed. It doesn't work that way, beloved. Jesus is talking about mountains in the figurative sense. He says, but think soberly. To think soberly is to have a right minute attitude. To think soberly is to have your feet on the ground and not your heads always up in the clouds. But think soberly. According as God has given every man the measure of faith. So we don't have to get faith. We have to have faith because God has already given us that faith. Have faith in God. In other words, have the faith that God gives. And he's already given it to us. Have faith in God. Have faith in God to remove difficult situations in your life. God never intended for us to live with those situations. He intended for us to use the faith that he's given us. Now, once again, from Mark chapter 11, verse 23, Jesus said, mountain, he taught his disciples, that the mountain could be removed. Mountain be removed. Now when Jesus said, if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, that was a picture Jesus used to simply say, God can do anything. Let me say it again. God can do anything. He can even produce a vaccine in 10 months that otherwise would take 10 years or longer. God can do anything. We cannot sing God can do anything, talk God can do anything, and not live and believe God can do anything. We can say unto the mountain, be thou removed, 
and be thou cast in the sea. And when we say that, we're believing God can do anything. Now again, he was speaking figuratively of the Mount of Olives. Mount Olives. Now I don't know how many of you have been able to travel throughout West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, and, and perhaps some places out west where when you're driving down the highway, you'll be confronted with this gigantic mountain in front of you, but there's a tunnel that the highway will extend through the mountain. And some of these mountains, most of them, it's at least one mile long to get through. Well, why didn't somebody, if Jesus meant this literally, why does some faith-believing Christian just stand there before that mountain and say, we need a highway, so I'm commanding you to be removed, cast into the sea. No, they had to get dynamite and other explosive to blow a hole in that mountain and make a highway. And the Lord is showing us that faith is your dynamite. Faith is your explosive power. Have faith in God. Mountain be removed because God can do anything. Glory to God. We have that authority. If God has given us the faith, we have the authority to use that faith. We use that faith not to speak to literal mountains, but to speak to figurative mountains. Again, that problem you're facing, that difficulty, that challenge, what seems to be an impossibility. You have the faith to say, mountain be removed, cast into the sea. But whatever you do, beloved, don't doubt it in your heart. But believe that those things that you say shall come to pass, and you shall have whatsoever you say. Glory to God. But there is a condition to all of this working. There is an indispensable condition. Now, the Lord did not give us authority to pray for miraculous powers at our convenience, for our fame, or our acclaim. Not so. Some people think, well, I have faith, I have power, so I can make a name for myself. No, this is not about you. This is about God. You know, God uses some people to work miracles. He uses some people to manifest power. And the first thing they want to do is frame it in a newsletter. This was not the intention of God. He didn't give me power to work miracles so that I'll achieve some kind of fame or claim in life. No, it's not for my convenience. Everything that we trust God for must rest on the word of God. Every act of faith must rest on the word of God. If I'm going to say to the mountain, be thou removed, it must be a mountain that the word of God informs me that I have a right to have that mountain to be removed. Stay with me now. It has to be God's will, beloved. If we know that something is the will of God, then we have confidence to speak to it. We have confidence to believe God for it to be removed. 
If we know that it's will, we have every right not to doubt it. You have no confidence if it isn't the will of God. It is the will of God. For me to speak to literal mountains because I don't want to drive out of my way four miles, five miles going around that mountain. That isn't the will of God. But when there's a mountain of problems in my life, when there's a mountain of sickness and disease, when there's a mountain of poverty, when there's a mountain of trouble or emotional turmoil in my life, I have every reason to have confidence that if my faith rests in the word of God, that that thing can be removed. Be why God has promised me all that. He's promised me that he's my healer. He's promised me he's my provider. He's promised me he is my peace. He's promised me that. So I have confidence to stand on the word of God and speak to those mountains. First John chapter five, verse 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, then we know we have the petitions we desire of him. That's the way faith works. It has to be based on the will of God. It has to be faith that rests upon what God has already promised, upon what God has already said. So how does Mark chapter 11 verse 23 work? Now remember, verse 23 is, for I surely say unto you, he's, Jesus is explaining faith to his disciples. For I surely say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but shall believe those, those things that you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. How does it work? It's simple. You got to say it. How can you say it if you don't have confidence? But you can have confidence if you know your faith is resting on the word of God. If you know what you're believing for is in line with the will of God. First, you got to say it. Secondly, refuse to doubt it. Third, believe. And fourth, receive. Say it. Don't doubt it. Believe it and receive it. Now, that sounds pretty simple. But Jesus gave his disciples a caveat. He says there is a condition you got to meet. Thank God for Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. What things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you should have them. But don't stop there, Jesus said. He went on to say and, the word and. The word and in verse 25 is a conjunction. The word and in verse 25 is a connection. He is connecting everything that he just taught his disciples of our faith to forgiveness. He says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, anything against anyone, you might say, Pastor, you don't know what they said to, about me. You don't know what they did to me. No, 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 no. If you have anything against anyone, forgive them. Forgive them. Just go ahead and forgive them. You don't want them to plug up your faith, to stop, to cause a dam for your faith. Unforgiveness will build a dam spiritually and your faith will no longer flow. You got to keep faith flowing. 
So go ahead and forgive them. Don't let them clog up your spiritual pipes. Forgive them. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. There is a relationship between faith and prayer. There's a relationship. You can't exercise faith in prayer without faith. You're just talking loud, saying nothing. You're just moving your lips. We must pray in faith. There is no prayer, sincere prayer, without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Faith and prayer go, goes hand in hand. This is what Jesus is teaching his disciples. Whatsoever things you believe when you pray, what things you believe when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them only if you meet this one indispensable condition. And this one indispensable condition is forgiveness. So he said, ask, don't doubt, believe and receive. But there's the indispensable condition that we all must deal with, and that's forgiveness. Do you have forgiveness in your heart? Many people say, well, this thing doesn't work. I stood on the word of God, nothing happened. Well, maybe nothing that happened for you when you prayed or when you spoke the word because you didn't allow anything to happen to you before you prayed and spoke that word. Forgiveness is the condition. It's a precondition. We must have hearts of, un of forgiveness. Unforgiveness will block our prayers. Unforgiveness will cripple our faith. It's an in indispensable condition. Why do I say indispensable? Because it's absolutely, it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely essential. It's imperative. In other words, nothing works without it. So many of us are harboring unforgiveness in our hearts. We walk around with unforgiveness and it becomes a way of life. And then we wonder why we don't have any mountains being removed in our lives. Dealing with the same problems, the same challenges. Trying to overcome the same difficulties this year that you're dealing with five years ago. That's because you have lived the last five years with unforgiveness in your heart. And Jesus says, when you stand praying, forgive everyone of anything they've done against you. He says, go ahead and forgive them. If you don't forgive them, then your Father in heaven won't forgive you of your trespasses. And when your trespasses are forgiven, your faith is free to flow. You, you, you have faith. And God says you can use it. When you have forgiven them that have done anything against you. This was the indispensable condition. Now in closing, what is God saying? What is God saying? It's pretty simple to me. You got to have faith in God. You got to have faith in God.
And God has given you not only faith, but power to speak unto the mountain. God has given us so much faith, so much power. Jesus went on to tell his disciples, whatever, whatsoever you desire in prayer, believing, you shall receive it. You shall receive it. But you got to forgive. You got to forgive. So in closing, what is God saying? Forgive everyone. That's right. Forgive everyone. Don't even play with this. Don't waste no time with this. Don't try to adjudicate it and decide who's right or wrong. Just forgive them and keep it moving. Forgive them and keep it moving. Forgive everyone. Then speak to the mountain and pray. Don't speak to the mountain and pray before you forgive. Forgive, then speak to the mountain and pray. And don't doubt. Believe that you receive. Speak, and when you speak to the mountain, beloved, when you speak to the mountain and pray, you don't want to have selfish motives. Hello? You don't want to have selfish motives. That I'm doing this for my convenience. I'm doing this for my fame, my claim. I'm doing this because I want people to think I'm spiritual. I want people to think I got it going on. Those are selfish motives. When you speak to the mountain, when you pray, don't doubt. Believe that you receive. You're doing this to advance the kingdom of God. And when you do these things to advance the kingdom of God, then God himself receives all the glory. This is about God. This is about God. So don't forget, faith works. Power is released when there's forgiveness in our lives. Because when we stand praying and we remember that anybody's done anything against us, we should immediately forgive them so our Father in heaven can forgive us of our trespasses. Because if we don't forgive them of their trespasses against us, then our Father in heaven will not forgive us of our trespasses. And if you have trespasses in your life that's unforgiven by the Father, you are handcuffed spiritually. You're paralyzed. You'll be ineffective. You'll be going through emotion. You'll be playing church, acting spiritual, rather than being spiritual. You'll be trying to fake it till you make it. And all you got to do is just go ahead and forgive them. That's the indispensable condition. Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for power and authority. Thank you for the faith you give and you've given. Thank you that we can have faith in you. And all we need to do is look inside of ourselves to find the faith you've already given us. Not to think of ourselves higher than we ought to think, but to think soberly because you've already given us what we need. You've given us, every one of us, a measure of faith. So we can say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. And Father, if we don't doubt in our heart, but we believe those things that we said, then you promise it shall come to pass. What things ever we desire when we pray, 
You said if we believe them, we shall receive them. Based on this condition being met, the indispensable condition, based on forgiveness. So, Father, when we stand praying, and if anyone has done anything against us, and I know the Holy Spirit will bring it to our mind, help us to immediately forgive them. Forgive them that the Father in heaven may also forgive us of our trespasses. Father, we want our faith to flow. We want our power to be released. We want that mountain to be removed when we speak to it. We want to receive those things that we've been believing for according to your promise. So we thank you for it, Father. We thank you that we can have faith in you. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Here we see, beloved, in the Word of God, Romans 12, 3, you have faith. That's right. Every one of you have faith. If you humble yourselves and not think of yourselves more highly than you are, but think soberly. Think with, with gratitude. Be grateful that God has given you faith. You have the faith you need to deal with your problem. You have the faith that you need to overcome that challenge. To see that difficulty removed out of your life. You have the faith you need. Now, act on that faith. Speak to your mountain. Whatsoever you desire in your heart, believe that you receive, you shall have it. But don't forget to forgive. That's the indispensable condition. Now, beloved, if you haven't made your peace with God, Oh my God, today is your day. You can be at peace with God. And guess what? You have enough faith to put your trust in God right now, to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ, the accomplished for you on Calvary's cross. Jesus suffered and died for you. He was buried and he rose again the third day according to scripture. Now, if you're confess that with your mouth believe it in your heart that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead you shall be saved for with your heart you believe unto righteousness your confession is made unto salvation confess your salvation that Christ has already provided believe it in your heart Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's you, beloved. You can get saved right where you are. Right where you are, right here, right now, by placing your faith, your trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let God save you and begin to use the measure of faith he's given you to deal with the difficulties of life. And your life will be changed for the better. You'll never be the same again in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you, beloved. Be encouraged. And whatever you do, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love yourself. But love your neighbor. Forgive your neighbor. Walk in love. And have faith in God. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.